You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. NATO says three of its soldiers have been killed by a suicide bomber in eastern Afghanistan. The BBC's Sophie Glass-Ryan reports that the soldiers were attacked while on foot patrol with Afghan forces. At about 6 o'clock in the morning, a man approached the U.S.-Afghan Joint Patrol in Parwan province. He detonated his vest, killing three NATO soldiers. Officials said the blast happened in the Halazai area of Charakar, the provincial capital. Two Afghan soldiers and an American were wounded. In a press release, the Taliban said they carried out the attack, calling it a tactical explosion. Despite officially ending its combat mission four years ago, NATO still has thousands of troops in Afghanistan, providing support and training for Afghan troops and carrying out counter-terrorism missions. The BBC's Sophie Glass-Ryan reporting. A member of the now disbanded commission set up by the Trump administration says it found no evidence to support President Trump's claims of widespread voter fraud in 2016. Matthew Dunlap is main secretary of state. He was one of four Democrats on the 11-member commission, and he spoke to NPR following his release of documents from the commission. What's remarkable about the documents is what's not in there. And what's not in there is any substantiated evidence of voter misconduct at any scale. The Trump administration last month complied with a court order to turn over documents from the commission to Dunlap. The commission met twice and did not issue a report. President Trump has declared a major disaster in California 
immediate because of the wildfires burning there. The White House has issued a statement ordering federal funding be made available to assist recovery efforts. 17 wildfires burning in California with much of the focus on the northern part of the state where the car fire has claimed another life. Pacific Gas and Electric confirms an employee has been killed this weekend, bringing the total number of deaths to seven. As the heat wave continues to scorch the Iberian Peninsula this weekend, Lisbon, Portugal broke a near four-decade-old heat record, topping 111 degrees. Allison Roberts reports from Lisbon. It comes as firefighters across the country battle several wildfires. Today's triple-digit temperatures across Spain and Portugal favor the spread of wildfires. The largest fire now burning is in the hilly interior of Portugal's southernmost region, the Algarve, where around 100 residents have been evacuated from villages in the area. Local commanders said that winds changing direction have made their work harder on difficult terrain. Most of the Iberian Peninsula remains on red alert because of the heat, meaning people should stay indoors if possible and drink plenty of water. Temperatures are expected to drop tomorrow, perhaps bringing showers. For NPR News, I'm Alison Roberts in Lisbon. The heat wave in Europe has brought drought and wildfires from Portugal to Greece and Sweden. And from Washington, this is NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Former President Obama got back in the game a bit this week. He had lunch with his former VP Joe Biden on Monday. And yesterday he released his endorsements of 81 candidates in the midterm elections. The Democratic Socialist who's been making headlines, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, didn't make the list, but he says there'll be more to come. Everybody happy now that he said something? Everybody's listening. Why is he talking? Why is he talking? This will probably provoke uh, uh, Agent Orange to come out and bring out the Bertha syndrome again. You did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town, and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that 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 had not happened. But for, for the sake of... This, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the President. He's made his comments clear. First Lady Melania Trump appears to be trying to calm down the Twitter war her husband unleashed against LeBron James Saturday. Her spokeswoman released a statement saying that the First Lady would be willing to visit the new school James opened in Ohio. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen William, Mr. Jerome Esprit and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host. Jay Ryle. It's Sunday morning to you folks. Today is August 5th, 2018, and you're tuned to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network. 
online radio at its best. And like the man, said, my name is Jay Rao. And I'm here with uh, a very, very, very special young lady. You know who she is. Every Sunday, I always talk about how beautiful her voice is. But her accomplishments, our professional accomplishments, are even more impressive. She's a mother. I know she would love me to say that first. She's an attorney. She is also a pastor and a minister. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you doing? Oh, good morning, Jay. Thank you so much. And I'm doing fantastic this morning. I'm still in birthday mode, so you're going to have to forgive me. I've been partying since Friday, which was my actual birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy belated birthday to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. And you know, Pat, I was so happy that you said mother first because Sean and I share a birthday. Is that right? I did not know that. Yes, we were both born on August 3rd. So we have really been doing it up this year. So I am here (laughs) and awake. (laughs) Although barely. (laughs) Wow, that is outstanding to hear. I never knew that about you and your son. That's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Wow! So, so it's official. We can call you a hockey player. Yes. You are playing hurt today. Cowboy yes. up for the show. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, I appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Mr. Elias is off this morning. Uh, He is uh, continuing the summer of travel. He's Uncle Les, and so he's all over the globe. He may check in. You never know with that guy. But right now he's hanging out in uh, New, I think he's uh, in Nashville, if I'm not, Tennessee, hanging out there. Of course. Hmm? Nice. Yeah, he's hanging out. You know, the, usually August is uh, July, August are the months Mr. Elias are on the road because he has so many nieces and nephews to go check out, and so he's always on the move. So it's good. So he won't be here this morning. Uh, and Jerome Spree, Mr. Jerome Spree, I should say, uh, usually joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So he'll be yeah. in the house. And the resident texter, or official, I should say, uh, resident texter is in the house, uh, Johnny Deek. So he uh, will be chiming in throughout the course of the show. The number is 347-850-1272, 347-850-1272. Love to hear from you. Got a lot, have a lot to talk about this morning. Well, I mean, uh, just so much. Uh, we have... President Obama is back in a fight, so we're going to have that conversation first set. Coming up second set, something, a segment by popular demand, your thoughts, please. We'll be trying to knock out as many topics in one segment, so can't wait to get into that. And, of course, we'll finish the show with the King versus the Prez, LeBron versus Trump. Enough said. Let's get into this whole thing with Obama getting into the midterms. This past week, the former president has endorsed Democratic candidates for the midterms. So now, since we're 90 days out or 91 days out, I'm not sure, but the president has decided to get in the fray, and I know that's good news for Democrats 
not only here uh, in the country but worldwide. But the bottom line is we are happy. So now, Kathleen, let me ask you, President Obama's in the fight. What do you expect to see from the former prayers in the next upcoming months? Well, you know, I expect to see him campaigning. You know, I, uh, I mean, stomping Welcome on behalf the of the, uh, the people he endorsed. Um, Good morning. I Who am I speaking he... with? Hello? Can you hear me? I, I'm here. I'm sorry, Kathleen. I'm sorry I'm here. Oh, okay. No, just, uh, oh, you were saying hello. So I just called in. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was trying I, to, you know, when Mr. LES is gone, I'm trying to do two things in one time, board, you know, I can't statues, do that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are expecting to see him stomping on behalf of those that he endorsed. Um, and also, uh, you know, just hopefully we'll also see people motivated to get out and vote because he is, uh, you know, more present and more communicative than he has been. Over time, so I am hoping also that the Democratic National the National Party will be um, actively mm-hmm. involved as well. Uh, you know, we we do see the emails that he sends out, and if you're not signed up and receiving emails from uh, President Barack Obama, they're coming from the uh, the National Democratic Party. Um, you know, sign up for that so you can see what they're talking about and what they're saying. I have a concern, though, because some of the Democratic candidates he's mm-hmm. not endorsing that you would expect that he would endorse. So You're talking about the young lady out of New York? I am. I am. Well, so, now, they know. did say, they put out a uh, presser saying that uh, even though he did not endorse her uh, during the first wave, that uh, there are more to come, so stay tuned. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> you don't sound like you're convinced. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I, I, I'm not yeah. because you know, I, 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 I don't, you know, I, I don't know. He, he doesn't say he doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve, right? Or he doesn't say exactly why he's doing what he's doing in the instances right. that he does it. But he makes some really powerful moves by his silence, right? So yeah. he's, everybody's on her um, coattail right now. And then right. for her to be the one that he doesn't endorse, it just, it, it just it, it smells a little funny. And if he doesn't say anything about it, it makes everybody confused. And I think that's part of what's wrong with the Democratic Party right now. I mean, it was the huh. same thing that happened with, with Hillary Clinton and, like, Joe Biden. Like, why isn't he running for real? And and why is it taking so long for you to make an endorsement? And you know, so everybody's you know everybody's hanging on your every word, and you're going right. to leave this young lady out. Why? We need to know well, why. Are you? Is well, yeah, I tell you what, I have some thoughts now? on that. I do huh? have some thoughts on that. I do have some thoughts on that. But let, let me do this. Let me bring in a caller, uh, a colleague, I should say. Uh, Callie Wood is in the house. Cassandra, what's going on? Haven't heard from you in a long time. Welcome into the serious side. How are you? Hey, Jay. Hey, Kathleen. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm great. I've been listening in the background, just walking in, working in, and keeping it up with what's going on with the serious side. So I just want to chime in Thank this you. morning and say hello. And once again, you know, congratulations on the vigilance on uh, continuing with the show, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in Thanks with that, uh, Callie. 
you know, we don't get a chance to hang out as much because, uh, you know, the Jay Ryle show is in hiatus. Uh, but I don't know, that may resurface. Something happened over the weekend I was going to talk about that maybe, uh, I don't know, got me a little fired up about that. But I'm glad you joined us, and thank you so much for your well wishes. Um, you know, so we're talking about this whole thing with President Obama getting in a fight, and I think, you know, Kathleen, you said you were concerned the fact that President Obama did not endorse the young lady out of Cali- I mean, out of uh, New York. And, and I think... Uh, no, not concerned. Not, concerned was not the You're word. not concerned? What I said was that it sounds a little... It feels a little smelly. It's just a little... Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, I don't, I don't like it because it destabilizes her. With everybody so on her coattail right now, right. the fact that he put out all these endorsements for people that we don't know nothing about, then this young woman who has just upset the apple cart in such a significant way, in such mm-hmm. a significant uh, district, now everybody's yep. wondering, well, wait a minute, is there something wrong that we can't, you know, do we not feel comfortable with her or something? You know, it just, it, his, his non-endorsement of her, his silence towards her, talking about, you know, lot. wait, there's more to come, it says too much. And I, I'm here in, in New York. So she's all everybody's talking about because the man that she upset is um, has been a bully in in Queens politics and in New York politics for what almost twenty years or something. I mean, this guy's influence has impacted the entire New York City, uh, the entire Queens for sure, and New York City area because you had to kiss his ring in order to run for a Democratic office. Definitely in Queens. So if they didn't okay. endorse you, the likelihood of you winning was not possible. I mean, excuse me, the likelihood of you winning was very slim. So for her to come in and upset it like that, and then he doesn't endorse her, everybody's like, well, wait a minute, is something wrong that we don't know anything about? Well, is she really well, a socialist? Is this a da 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 Well, you know what, I think you hit the nail on the head. Two things uh, when you were talking. One answer I was going to respond with was, I think that is it. I mean, um, you know, I think it's the fact that maybe she's too far to the left, and I know we have criticized Democrats for not embracing for what they are and who they are, so I think that may play a part of it. But then you said something about the folks that he endorsed that we don't know who they are. Maybe he's saying, okay, this lady is, uh, she's already on the forefront. People know who she is. Let me give some light to some other folks. But I'm not sure if that's it. I'm just guessing. But let, let me get uh, let me hear from you on this, Cassandra. What, what do you think about the fact that the former president is uh, back in the fray, and you know, and to address the fact that what Kathleen says, because I agree with her. We wait and we just every word that he says, we're waiting to hear from President Obama. And so what she's saying is there's some validity to that. If we don't hear from him, his silence is golden. What say you uh, on this thing, Callywood? Well, and I'm actually in agreement with uh, Kathleen when it comes to President Obama's silence since leaving the office. Now, I understand that every time we turn around, Trump is accusing uh, former President Obama of, of doing something or why these things are happening. So I kind of understand a little bit why he's been so silent. But it's almost like Did we lose her? This administration and oh, there she is. Okay. you know and what and what to do. You know, because like Kathleen says, we're waiting on his on his word. We're waiting to see what he does. So for him not to insist this young lady, being, you know, little fishy. But then it could be just like J 
his name. It's just I think in my heart I wish he would say a little more. But then again, he's not the president anymore, so he does have the right to live his life and not have to worry about us millions of people. But he sees what we see. So his silence is a little bothering to me as well. Hmm. You know, it's almost wow, better it's if he doesn't say anything. You know, if you exactly. don't say anything, then fine. We move on and we do what we do. But if you come in and you endorse not one person but a ton of people and you leave out the one person that everybody's feeling, then we're like, what the hell? Why don't you just, you know, even, come on. I won't say what first came to my mind. But, you know, like, dude, <laughs> dude, you know what kind of power you have. You right. know you haven't been saying anything all this time, and people are like, okay, well, he's quiet. Okay, well, we're going to move on. But now you're going to come out and speak and then not he, endorse it's her? Like, it's like he has no choice but to have to stay quiet because he, he, he's damned if he doesn't have to go. You know, I, it's, you know, people feel he didn't do enough for African-Americans when he's in office. You know, it's just, I, I, feel, I feel bad for the man because the cost of his transition because so many of us of brown skin and ethnicity want him to do something. Wanted to fight back, but to fight back is this, this, this machine of Trump right now would break, you know, saying it would break anybody. So I just see why he's like, hey, you know what? I, you know, there's some battles I know I can't win, and my sanity and my safety and my family means a little bit more to me than this. So stay out the spotlight. Don't, don't comment. Well, yeah, you're, you're having some a little some we're having a little bit of trouble hearing from you, uh, Cali. But I'm not sure if you're in a bad area or not. But we picked up the gist of what you were trying to say. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, 25 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Um, we just heard from the resident texter, Johnny D. He says the emergence of President Obama has not really taken shape. The lack of endorsements, the lack of the endorsement of Ms. Cortez is most likely due to her broad appeal to the socialist agenda she ran on. Okay, hold on here. I'm trying to bring the rest of it up. Uh, the politics of New York allows that. A national endorsement would only give the Trump agenda talking points. Well, well, you know, listen, let's talk about that, because, you know, not only were people concerned, or should I say President Obama's people were concerned about him jumping in the fray, because we all know that Donald Trump loves to have a target, and he seems to be struggling if he doesn't have someone in his crosshairs. So could it be a situation where President Obama was saying, okay, I'm going to wait until the last minute before I jump into the fray, but just to piggyback on what Johnny D is saying here, you know, the bottom line is is that if we promote the socialist agenda, will that get the Republicans riled up, Kathleen, and get them to the polls? And, you know, this blue wave that we're talking about could be in jeopardy based on the fact that he's supporting, quote, unquote, a far-left candidate. What say you? Yes, I, I I I agree with that. That it's possible that that could happen, but they get riled up over everything. They get riled up if he's in Africa. They get riled up if he's on a boat golfing. They get riled up over stuff that he did thirty years ago. You know, so they get riled up because he was born in a wife, but they think he was born in Kenya, but they say you know whatever. 
they get riled up over anything. So if you, you know, and, and you know that. So if that's yeah. the case, then, you know, what, one or the other. They're going to be riled the up at people. It, you know, yeah, just speaking at all. So, you know, and if you are out there and now you're going to endorse people, you know, I, I really just feel like he needs to think it through. You know, know that if you do it this way, this is going to destabilize her or, or you know, just make people wonder about the candidate that you need to win more than anybody else. So if you're not going to endorse her, make an appearance with her. If you're not going to, you know, something, come out to Queens, do something so that people can, you know, guess at it or something, you know, so we have some idea, but to not endorse her with what she's accomplished is, it just kind of can make people wonder. And, and that's my point with that, because, I, people, all right, let's put it this way. I have okay. no idea who he did endorse. You know what I'm saying? No idea. I know that right. he did not endorse her. I have no idea who the people were that he endorsed. We don't even know who they are. But he didn't endorse her, and that's all that's all over the news. And they're playing it like that on purpose. So, you know, if there, if there's not some secret communication line, and if there is, I'm not in it. If, there, if he can't <laughs> do it, then let, maybe Biden should do it. If he can't do it, then Mary Eric Holder can do it. Or Miss Jarrett can do it. Or Hillary can do it, like something. They need. Well, we don't want Hillary really to do it. Well, they I was just it. about to ask they you. See, you're about to, to extend the set <laughs> with that comment. But you know I'm what like, I'm saying. Somebody I jump in important. Here. Somebody important in the Democratic Party can do it. It doesn't have to be him. But they can't act like, okay, she doesn't exist and she's out there on her own out there, even though she accomplished this major feat. I, I really think that that's uh, kind of shabby, and maybe they're having private conversations with her. I'm just saying what it looks like from the outside. I really don't think it I, – I hope it doesn't, you know, impact her run. Yeah, I think Hillary, uh, that uh, would not be a good thing, even though she is quietly endorsing uh, candidates. I don't think anyone is reaching out to um, – to seek her endorsement, so I don't know. What do you think? You think a uh, real last last thought on this? Do you think she should step out and be more vocal, or what? You speaking to me? Yeah. Oh no, I mean she's in such hot water right now. I think she should just keep promoting her book. Um, but I think Bernie Sanders did um, endorse her, and she has a lot of similar platforms to Bernie Sanders. So, uh, but Bernie, you know, he was kind of on the outside on the outside of the DNC, so to speak. But uh-huh. I think Bernie has been um, supporting her a bit. So I, you know, and a lot of Bernie supporters, of course, would love her. And remember, too, she never came out and said that she was a socialist. That is a label that the media put on yeah. her. Yeah, but I think if you look at her policies and what she's uh what she's uh, supporting, I think one can draw that conclusion. I mean, but, I, you know, listen, but I agree with you. She hasn't officially came out, but I think if you look at uh, what she's promoting and stuff, folks will look at that as being far left. But uh, I agree with her agenda. Let's get a phone call in here real quick before we go to break. And we're doing this because this is one of our special guys, one of our most faithful listeners, the one and only Mr. Kavina Man is in the house. Kavina Man, good morning. How are you, sir? Welcome to the Serious Side. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, good man. What's going on, sir? Doing great. Yeah, 
Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, I'm glad Obama's coming out. And for me, I, I don't think that it, he needs to go out there and endorse um, uh, Alexandria, whatever her name is, the, 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 the yeah, the socialist candidate. Because I think that there's a, it's, it's right now there's like a, a divide in the Democratic Party of whether or not the Democrats are going to go socialist or remain Democratic. And, and I think for him, as the you know the the last Democratic president to come out and endorse a socialist, is probably a bad look for him because we don't know how you know if this socialism stuff is is actually has legs. Is is it gonna is it gonna you know grow or just just because she's a Latino a, a Latina in a in a predominantly Latina district and she wins in New York, you know that doesn't mean that. You know, you know, every Democrat now is going to become a socialist. So I don't think that socialist thing is is actually a good look for 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 anybody because it's like it's too easily knocked out. It's it's like throwing you know you're pitching to somebody the meatball and they can hit a home run on it. It's too easy because it's like you'll get most of America thinking that oh you know socialism is about opening the borders, abolishing ICE. Um, you know, flooding the, the you know the country with 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 illegal immigrants, and, and everybody's entitled to everybody's money like that. That's what socialism is about. I'm entitled to your money. Now, once we decide that I'm entitled to your money, then we'll talk about what I'm going to do with your money. So it's like their whole thing is we're, we're coming for your money. That's what socialism is, right? They're, they're trying to share everybody's wealth with whatever programs they want to have. So as this too easy a it's too easy a meatball to to toss around in a political environment where you know Trump supporters and and middle America is already you know dumb as a rock. You're just giving them an a, a, a easy a easy thing to hate, and I think it's, it's best for Obama and black people in general, especially black politicians, to stay the heck away from this this uh, socialism stuff. It's just another socialism is like another form of white supremacy. Mm, wow, interesting you say that. And our resident texter, Johnny D, actually agrees with you. He writes, I agree with Ms. Williams. However, a socialist agenda is not what America needs. We as African Americans must not be coaxed to supporting someone based on the candidate being female or minority. So, I mean, there is, like you said, there is a civil war within the uh, Democratic Party when and it comes to this. And it's ridiculous because, what, remember, the media assigned that label to her. She has never claimed socialism. And if you all want to say, oh, yeah, 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 but that's what her platform is, they said the same thing about President Obama. So when we say black folks need to stay away from this, black folks have to read and think and listen for ourselves and not just adopt the Fox News label of what somebody is or isn't. They did the same thing to the president. They did whatever they could to discredit him, including saying he wasn't an American citizen. If you would really look at her instead of adopting what somebody said about her, you'd understand that that is not what she said. And her platform is the same as Bernie Sanders, and they said the same thing about him, and he never claimed to be a socialist either. So I don't know. That, that's but, the but, thing that but, just wait. unnerved me, because it's no, not I, what she said. But, but Ms. Williams, I, I think it, Bernie Sanders is a socialist. He said he's a socialist. He came from the Communist Party USA, 
They switched their name from Communist Party USA to Democratic Socialism. Okay, but we're not, okay, but she did well, not. No, I'm just saying. Well, she did no, not I'm just say saying. that. So but, I'm just saying but, she but, did but, not. So when you are calling her name, please don't add socialist to it because you're just adopting what the media said to try and throw her off the game. That's what happened with her. Because if you ever listen to her speak, she has answered the questions about whether or not she's a socialist. And she said, I am not a socialist. I am not going to fight. Also, I'm not going to fight against this label that they have identified me with because that's just a distraction. They'll get me running on this road to prove I'm not a socialist, and then that will be all the, the only conversation. And so I'm not fighting about that. Here's what I'm fighting for. And then she says it. And, and all of it were things that we were interested in. So, I, you know, I don't understand what this, you know, we want your money, and which that's not what she's standing for. So if you're going to criticize her, criticize her for what she's actually doing, not the label that a media has assigned to her. All right, well, I'll tell you what, get, get the last word here because uh, we, we're definitely running over. Go ahead, Kavina, finish your thought, and we have to uh, Okay, yeah, yeah real quick, yeah, real quick, okay. I, I think there's a, where she came from, like she, was, she was basically promoted uh, um, by the, the, the socialist people in the Democratic Party. Like no, no one heard of her before she won. The only people who heard of her before she won was the socialists who were pushing her. So they were they where were making a live? heavy campaign. Where do they you were, live? Like, like, I'm in Cal- do you I'm in live California. In New York? Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, I'm in oh, California. Oh. That, that, that maybe you never heard of her, but those of us right, in I'm New York that are affected by her campaign, she's not running for a, for a national office. So when you say nobody heard of her, you haven't heard of most of the politicians here in New York. So you just cannot say that. I can't give you the last word on this one. I'm sorry. I'm right here in Queens where she's running for office because, no, because what you put out there, people will start to believe. And you can't speak on a local politician that we have right here and right where uh, I Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, let, let me step in. Let, 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 let me step in. Kavina, why don't you hold on? We're going to go to this next set. Um, I'm starting to get comments in from people who are actually uh, saying they're from New York and they're, uh, well, and they're talking about her socialist agenda. So anyway, tell you what, we'll talk about that on the other side. We have to move on. Plus, uh, Johnny D has checked in again as well. Uh, let me put everyone on hold. And uh, let's get into <laughs> our next segment which is this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know. You've all heard of uh, the odd couple, right? You have a guy that's from the classy upper side. He's a clean guy. He's a cat that's on top of his game. And then you have the other guy who's a slouch, disorganized, the whole nine yards. Well, this morning in this week's edition of In uh, Four Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know, we're going to look at an odd couple, but it's based on what we're seeing in the news today. Here's informative less something that you need to know. We'll be right back. There's an old Warner Brothers cartoon from the 1950s. A wolf and a sheepdog punch the clock. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. Have a good day, Ralph. Thanks, Sam. They spend the day fighting, and then they clock out and go home. You could imagine them living next door to each other on a street like this one in McAllen, Texas, where kids just walk through a neighbor's unlocked front door. We try to teach them to knock, but it doesn't usually happen. Ben and Jackie Wilson's kids are in Carlos and Elizabeth Garcia's house. The Wilsons met as police officers in Indiana, 
the Garcias met as law students in Seattle. And professionally, they're kind of like the wolf and the sheepdog. Don't ask which is which. Like, technically, I could be cross-examining Ben in court, right? Yeah. Carlos is an immigration lawyer. Ben is a Border Patrol agent. Carlos fights to keep people in the country, some of the same people Ben might arrest. One time I saw Ben at 3 in the morning at, uh, at the checkpoint. <laughs> I did do that. Ben mans a Customs and Border Protection checkpoint 70 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. Carlos jokes that liberals like him refer to it as a constitution-free zone. They moved next door to each other four years ago and realized they had kids the exact same age. I asked if it was awkward when they figured out what each other does for a living. Ben didn't even pause. Him being an immigration attorney and me being a Border Patrol agent is such a small part of us living together next to each other that it's never even been a thought to me. This seems so natural to the two of you living here in South Texas. Do you think there's something that people in other parts of the U.S. can learn from this? I would say it's more complicated than just conservative or liberal. I mean, I think we have a set of values, and I think so long as we follow that, it's easy to get along with someone who works in a field that for instance, others would consider that is on the opposite side of me. Yeah, I mean, as long as you keep an open mind and you're not so locked in. yeah locked in that we have to be enemies because he's trying to save the people that we arrest. I mean, even just talking here in this room, you can kind of see how they do it. They don't discuss politics. They talk about their kids. They borrow the lawnmower or help fix the fence. It kind of feels like what conversation used to be before national politics dominated everybody's social media feeds. Their wives are on different parts of the political spectrum, too. Jackie's a proud Republican. Elizabeth, a conservative Democrat. We teach our children every day about respect. And I think that, that if we can emulate that in our lives, then certainly everyone else can. That's the lesson that we're teaching our children. Between the two families, there is a new baby and a new puppy. They're all playing together, and it's hard to tell who belongs to whom. Hi. Hello. The kids all sit down together for a breakfast of blueberry pancakes and bacon. What do you want, bacon? Here, let me cut this up. Ben sighs and says his kids will only eat blueberries when they're at Carlos's house. All right, welcome back in. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Oh wow! Let me turn that down. Again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Sorry about that situation that happened. <laughs> Looks like the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, has checked in. I'm taking a guess, but he usually calls in from this number. Is this the man, Mr. Yes, Jerome Spree? Good morning. There hey. he is. What's hey, happening? Man. How, How are you, you doing? Man? All right. Doing outstanding. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, uh, a little bit of a uh, dust up before the break, uh, but uh, listen, we'll get back into that. Kavina, hold on for me if you don't mind. But it's time for one of the most popular segments, or one of the most popular bits we've introduced here in the last 12 months, and it's called Your Thoughts, Please, where we try to tackle as many topics as we can in a very short period of time. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Online radio at its best. It's one of gaming's biggest franchises. Would you let the moment define you? Or will you define the moment? 
but now it's found itself at the centre of the same controversy as its real-life counterpart. And it's thanks to this song featured in the game. But without the reference to one of the sport's most controversial players. Colin Kaepernick's 2016 decision to take a knee during the national anthem in protest against racial inequality sparked a controversy which spread through the NFL and drew the ire of the president. NFL owners don't want to pick him up because they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? But Colin Kaepernick has been without a team since 2017 and is suing NFL owners, alleging they colluded to keep him unsigned in retaliation for the protests. The artists behind these tracks have been quick to voice their anger at his removal from their song. EA Sports, the NFL, whoever y'all owe me, Big Sean, 2 Chains, and Nicki Minaj, and the homie Kaepernick, uh, apology. Big Sean tweeted, it was disappointing and appalling Kaepernick was treated like a curse word, to which Kaepernick responded saying, thanks for having my back. The player who was once front and centre in EA Sports' flagship title. A chance meeting at summer camp between young Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson sparks one of the fiercest Madden rivalries of our time. Madden NFL 25. EA Sports, it's in the game. Now isn't in the game, and according to the company, that was where the confusion came from. In a statement, EA wrote that members of the team misunderstood that the lack of rights to include Kaepernick in the game didn't extend to the soundtrack and that it was an edit that should never have happened. EA Sports says it will replace the reference in an update of the game next week. Scott Longmuir, ABC News. Online radio at its best. Okay, so Colin Kaepernick has been removed from a song that's included in the soundtrack or the play track of the new Madden game that's coming out here within the next week or so. So uh, I'm going to open up convenience mic as well, let them hang out with us a little bit. All right, what do you think about that whole thing, Jerome? So were they, were they saying that they were going to add it back in? I didn't they understand. Said, well, the statement said that uh, it was a mistake made and that it, it will be added back in in the first update, uh, which is in the next few weeks. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake. It was their mistake for making it and that anybody caught it is their problem, right? Yep. So That's exactly what happened. Like I said, I, I think that culturally we don't understand that white folks generally, if you are hated by a certain segment, they all work together to... Um, it's what, what white supremacy is. They all work together to enforce the same thing, whether you're guilty or innocent or whatever. When they don't like a black person, across the board, they adhere to the same thing. So we need to kind of, I'm glad that, you know, Big Sean and everybody stood up to say that to EA Sports. But we need to understand that as a culture that we can't let that happen. Because Colin Kaepernick broke no laws. So they shouldn't be trying to starve him out. Even the mention of his name shouldn't be a shouldn't be a curse word. So he was right for saying that, and we need to speak up about it as well. Absolutely. What about you? What, what do you got to say about this, Davina? Yeah, I think like Jerome said, white folks are on code, and I, I think they might have even used that song on purpose, muted his name on purpose, just to send the point that they are all on code, and and. and yeah, I guess the artist or whoever listened to that kind of checked them 
and, and that demographic uh, who buys that game is the type of people that are uh, will be uh, have capitalizing uh, back as opposed to like the Donald Trump fans. It's interesting, man. I can't believe that this guy has stepped in here and disrupted. And that guy I'm talking about, Agent Orange, has come in here and disrupted American sports. It's uh, unreal. And I think this goes back to the fact that the guy wanted an NFL team and they told him to kick rocks. And, uh, and he's continuing to uh, his full assault on NFL. Unbelievable. But, you know, the other thing that's unbelievable about this whole thing is the fact that you know, like you guys mentioned, it, it's unbelievable that EA Sports, and I'm wondering how much, what role does the NFL play in this? Did they say, hey guys, since you are the exclusive developer for NFL content, you better not, you need to remove all references of Colin Kaepernick from the, from the game. I wonder if they have anything to do with that. Unbelievable. I think they just follow suit. I think it's cold, like uh, the Beatle Man said. Like, it's cold uh-huh. for white folks. It's like the fact that everybody misses O.J. like a dog on curse words. He was never convicted of murdering anybody. But regardless of what we think about that personally, it is a code. And so people have in their head what uh, a preconceived notion of, of a person, especially if they're black, about um, them banning them. So, you know, I was surprised to see Mike Tyson in the hangover because I thought that he was code banded as well. You know what I mean? Like, they will ban you per code, and we need to deal with white supremacy as it stands and act like, not act like it don't exist. Shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Off to a good start. Here's the next topic. Online radio at its best. Watched Spider-Man before. Uncle Ben told uh, Peter Parker, with great powers. Comes great responsibility. There you go. So you asked me about my tie. Yes. We all know what's going on. You see the names on my tie. Being able to use a big platform like hey, this here in the Hall of Fame. Move your hand for a, se- for a second. Let's, let's see those names on that tie. Okay. So, you know, what I wanted to be able to express with my ties to let these families know that they're not alone. You know, I'm not here, you know, voicing, but by these names on my tie, at a big platform yeah. at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, there's a lot of stuff going on in our country, and I just want to let these 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 family members know that they're not alone. Online radio at its best. Okay, that was Randy Moss during his Hall of Fame induction speech. Uh, he had a tie that had on that had the names of all the unarmed black men who have been killed by police. I tell you what. Randy Moss used to sometimes act a donkey with some of the things he did while he was playing, but I was a big Moss fan because I was a big Minnesota fan back in 1998. But kudos to the brother for stepping up and once again using a platform to put something out there that we all know exists. So, Jerome, man, what do you think about the gist of Mr. Randy Moss, Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings? Let me tell you that. I have much respect for Randy Moss. I always like Randy Moss anyway, but the thing that I always say to people, who, especially black folks, who look at other black folks who stand out, who make noise, and sometimes it is embarrassing one way or another, but just remember, if all of us was law-abiding and did not say a word, we'd all get killed 
unarmed with our hands up. That's if we were all just law-abiding with our mouths closed. If we did not have some black folks who would take a risk, pay, and go against the grain, it would give white folks no motivation to even be fair to none of us. So Randy Moss has been that person um, looking at the world through his own lens, going his own direction, and not apologetic for it. And we need to understand that we can't just keep jumping on black folks because they don't want to conform. It is not natural for us to conform um, to supremacy anyway. So I'm much respect to Randy Moss, and I am, you know, I, I am, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I, I am really kind of um, in his corner when it really comes to the fact that all of those guys need to stand up, and if the NFL wants to kick him out of the Hall of Fame, too late. Like, they can ban him, but he made his point, and all of them should have done that. All of them are not excluded from being black. So when black folks are under attack, all black folks need to stand up or shut up. Stand up or shut up. That's all. There you go, Priest. What about you, Kavina? Let me get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think that uh, it, 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 was, it was cool for him to stand up. I, I didn't never knew he was conscious like that, but it was like good for him to stand up, and it, it wasn't really like too controversial. He didn't do anything. He just said he didn't want to... Uh, was making a stance about about things they cared about without like uh, in, inflicting any kind of you know damage or, or you know stuff on, uh, on anybody else. People should have just joined them. It would have been a great it would have been a great moment if all the black inductees would have joined them and said, "Hey, this would make a great you know a, a, a great stance right here here and now." Man, that would have been that would have been perfect timing. Absolutely, similar to what the NBA players did when they all came on stage during the SBs and talked about can't breathe. That's a good thing. All right, next topic. Online radio at its best. The wife of a U.S. Marine veteran was deported to Mexico. Alejandra Juarez was deported despite the work of at least one lawmaker to try and keep her here in the U.S. Now she's been living near Orlando, Florida and has no criminal record but faced a removal order over her 1998 illegal entry into the country. Juarez is married to a former Marine and Iraq War veteran. Even if you don't sympathize with me, you know, you have to be appreciative of the service he has given to this country and, and look at the big picture and say there's something wrong with it. Juarez and her husband have two girls ages 8 and 16 who are U.S. citizens. She pleaded to the president for help, but now says that uh, you say you love law veterans. She said about Mr. Trump today, while well, you're making a veteran, my husband, suffer. Online radio at its best. You know, the thing is, uh, once again, uh, the story speaks for itself. Here is a, a, legal, a legal immigrant. She came in the country 20 years ago. Uh, her husband fought for this country three different tours in Iraq, and uh, she has to go home. Now, here's the ironic part to this, and you know, and a part of me feels terrible by saying this. Uh, first of all, her husband supported and voted for Donald Trump. He wrote a letter to the president, pleading for for mercy in regards to his wife, and it went. Uh, uh, the letter went unanswered. And I've always felt that when people vote for we, how do I say this? We are the people who suffer for folks who make dumb decisions when it comes to voting. And so, in a way, 
Isn't this like poetic justice, Jerome? The fact that, hey, you supported this idiot because you didn't think it could ever come home to you. So now his bad decisions are affecting you and your family, and this is what you get. I hate to say that because she's a mother, two daughters, but good God, man. How do you not know what this guy's all about? And so now this Marine or former Marine is seeing this up close and personal. What say you? Well, I have to say, just like that pastor, uh, well, I don't even know if he's a pastor, that guy, Daryl Scott, who is, oh, the, he said that he's better for black people or some nonsense like that. You yeah, always have there. people who believe that it's, it's better to be closer to the people in control than it is to do what's right, right? So if you're going to be enslaved, it's better to be, you know, the the assistant of the slave master kind of thing. And for him, for the for the Marine who did that, um, I have empathy for his wife and kids. But you know how I am about people who sell us out. Like, I can't even fake having any kind of compassion for that because technically you can't play both sides of the fence. If you right. are going to work with somebody who is going to kill off your people or enslave your people, and then when they don't do it or if you have a coup, you can't beg for mercy for the people who you were trying to enslave. You can't keep betraying people like that. So he went against his own interests, just like the woman... Um, years ago, I think it was um, George H. Bush or, or Reagan or something, where this welfare, the average welfare recipient was at this, I want to say it was a $5,000 a plate dinner, and it was a white female with five kids, and she was saying there are people scamming the system and when they cut welfare, they cut her. Right? That white woman did that. And the issue is, is that people go against their own interests because they always can see somebody else as other. So he was like, I'm a good Mexican, I'm in the Marines, and it's just them. And then when he turned around and bit him in the butt, now he's going to appeal to what? The conscience of the people that's being oppressed? We can't, we don't have nothing for him. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What about you? Uh, what are you thinking, uh, Kavina? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we call it hold, holding your own nuts. If, uh, if you don't have enough you know, sense to fight for justice. You just think that it, you know selling out is going to save you. That's we got news for you. Selling out doesn't save you. It might get you a temporary uh, pass for a day or two, but in the end, these white supremacists going to treat you like an N-word. So, right. so don't don't look for me for no for no sympathy. Just just hold your own, and we'll hold our own. That's all I got to say on that. Okay, enough said. <laughs> let's move on. Last one, and let's end on a feel-good note. Online radio at its best. Former president and his beef walk into a bakery. Hold on, hold on. What did you get here? I got one of these, whatever Not a setup is what actually happened at the Dog Tag Bakery in Washington, D.C. I think I got to have one of those things. Here's one of those too. Yes, sir. They weren't just there for the ham and cheese. They also commended the bakery for its fellowship program that acts as a living business school for service-disabled veterans, their spouses, or caregivers, in a partnership with Georgetown University's School of Continuing Studies. CEO Megan Ogilvie says she was told Barack Obama and Joe Biden were coming six minutes before their arrival, and 
quickly gathered the fellows for the big surprise. Once there, the pair spent about 45 minutes meeting each of the budding entrepreneurs. Listening to their stories of service, home and abroad, and now, what are their dreams moving forward? They met our staff, they took selfies, it was absolutely amazing. One fellow wants to open a yoga studio, inspiring Obama to do the tree pose with her for a photo. Eventually, they grabbed a booth. And for the next 15 minutes, enjoyed lunch as friends. Right down to a slice of blueberry mint cake. When it was time to leave, the 44th President of the United States had encouraging words from the fellows in the program, nothing but praise for the people who run it. What, what you guys are doing, having already rendered service, uh, whether it's a, as an active uh, a member of the military or a spouse, a family member, and then to then contribute uh, again, come back and uh, do more for your communities, that, uh, that's what makes us proud. We were so grateful that they took the time and space to visit our bakery, support our mission, and meet our fellows. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Carolyn Wagner. Online radio at its best. So the prayers and the VP were out. That bromance is alive and well. Jerome, man, it was good to see those two out and about. Man, it reminded us of the old days. <laughs> well, it's not that old. That was only two years ago. <laughs> it feels it like it was us, 10. Yeah, I know. It, but it reminds us, like, um, for those people who need reminding, is that um, there are a bunch of sane people around here, and there's some grown-up folks. So we have the person who is at the White House now. You have the 26%, like Republicans overall are only 26% of the voting population in this country. He has 90, you know, 85, 90% of the 26%. That's not a lot of people. So we keep talking about this dude like, he has the majority of emotion of everybody, but he just has the earth undercurrent. And what we need to do is, you know, I'm sorry, with, with President Obama and, and Biden does, is he reminds us of the people of good intentions and that are out there and they need to stand up. So everybody's always happy to see those dudes, those guys, but at the same time, it reminds us that there's work to be done. And... And for me, it reminds me of how almost, I'm not disappointed in President Obama, but I'm not really a fan of his because he didn't go out um, on a limb to make some changes that was going to be painful to white supremacists and racists. He didn't do that. So it's a mixed bag for me because when he was there, he could have kicked them in their teeth and didn't do it because he's nice. It's interesting you bring that up. I had a conversation with a brother the other day, and that actually came up. Um, so, interesting. What about you, uh, Kavina, man? Was it good to see the gang was back in town? Yeah, I think that's what an endorsement looks like. When you when you publicly <laughs> hang out with somebody oh, that yeah. you respect, that's an endorsement. <laughs> oh Joe Biden, 2020. Hey, look, I'm down with that. All right, let me read some I comments just, here. I just think he's too old, though, for that. I, he might be too old. <laughs> he'll, he'll, be 70, he'll be 77 in 2020. That's, that's yeah, I know. That's but, concern, listen, I, but, uh, I had a conversation with someone about Biden yesterday, and they were saying uh-huh. that they voted for Trump, but they were like, if Biden was, would have ran, I would have voted for him. That's how far off we are. It's like Trump or Biden. 
everybody keeps forgetting how horrible Hillary Clinton was for some people and that they vote for Trump because they want to vote for her. If Biden was there, he would have won easy. Yeah, that's what the numbers said. But the numbers also say Hillary's going to win, so you never know. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, read some comments from our uh, resident texter, Johnny D. He says the removal of Mr. Kaepernick's name was intentional. In no way is that in question. My concern is the notion and the generalization that all white people are racist and are against lifting a uplifting of African Americans. That's just not true. As for Randy Moss, I applaud his acknowledgement of the social injustice happening every day in America. All right, folks, it is time for us to wait, 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 what, what, what? Let me right. respond to that really quickly because I know we get that a lot on this show. Nobody says jack about all white folks, and we don't need people to come on this show defending white people. The issue is is that we're talking about an uh, uh, undercurrent of um, of culture of white folks because if you remain silent, you actually support those people who are doing drastic things to minorities. So nobody says that. It is stupid to be racist. I don't know how many times I have to say this. It is dumb to be racist, but we need to understand that people are programmed and conditioned to act in a certain manner. So stop coming on here, and I know I'm not speaking for Jay, I'm talking to me, because I'm tired of hearing it. Stop coming out here defending white folks like we are sitting here talking about all white folks are bad. We're talking about the people who are complicit to make white supremacy a doggone foundation of the land that we live in. Deal with understanding that and read a book and understand why we are saying what we're saying. And I'm not talking about the person who just wrote that. I am saying that across the board because people feel like they need to keep explaining to white folks, y'all still okay. Be grown up. You're listening to a grown up show. So be grown up. And if you need a dictionary or need to go to um, some rhetoric show, go to that. But that's not what we're talking about. I, I don't like my words to be misconstrued so I'll, I'll hand the show back over to you, Jay. But I just really wanted to say that because I hear that on the show a lot, and we need to stop defending um, white supremacy because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about your white friend who you know down at the car wash or the 7-Eleven or Starbucks or whatever. Keep that to yourself. Well, let, let me say this, uh, and, and the bottom line is for me, and I'm not sure, I can't, I'm not going to go on a limb and say I understand or what, what the message, their intended message was. I know for me, and I've said this a thousand times in the show, you know, one of the things that I'll never do, and I always point out the fact that when you go back and look at some of the Freedom Riders and some of the people who participated in the Civil Rights, there were a lot of white folks there as well. So I think what you're saying is, no, no, I think what you're saying, Jerome, is the fact that, listen, you know, overall we understand the fact that, there are good white people in this world. What we're talking about are the people who are not good white folks. Those are the folks that we concentrate no. on. So when you say things or talk about white people, you're talking about that brand of white folk versus no. the ones that we know that exist. No. I am talking about white culture, and I'm talking about supremacy. So when I say white folks, I am saying their culture lends to something. Individuals have different individual spirits. They could be good people. They could be bad people. They could just be jerks. But we're talking about a thread that runs through this country, and it has, to, it has a tilt to lean about white folks being in, um, superior than everybody else. And if you buy into that, that is the people who I'm talking about. 
But we can't keep taking up our time defending that, ooh, there are some good white people, and white folks started the NAACP and all of that nonsense. That is nonsense to us right now. Black people are getting shot dead in the street by police officers and by some of your good white folks that are doing that. We're talking about a systemic problem. So when you're listening to me specifically, and I say white folks or white culture, we're talking about the culture that lends us to believe that every black person is dangerous or black people are not smart or black folks didn't do jack and white folks are the good, um, you know, are, are the good citizens or black people don't have education. That's what we're talking about. So I can explain that, but I am saying as individuals, I'm not taking a shot at anybody individually because I don't know them. But I know what the, the culture is. So when we're saying white folks culturally, so I can put that on into my white folks statement if you need to understand that, but culturally, white folks will bury their heads when it has nothing to do with white people. They will bury their heads. So I know you have white friends who care about you, but do they care about your cousin or your or, or anybody who you know? We're not talking about individuals. Talking about a culture. Hey, Kavina, man, listen, I know you have to get on your bike. I appreciate you hanging out. Your <laughs> mic will stay open if you want to get on here, brother. Uh, yeah, I got uh, to get in that mic. Yeah, before it gets 100 degrees out here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got can't, it. Can't All right, coming up next, the king right. versus the prez. We'll be right back after this. The serious side continues after a short break. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena. And I'm Susan G. Coleman.
First Lady Melania Trump appears to be trying to calm down the Twitter war her husband unleashed against LeBron James Saturday. Her spokeswoman released a statement saying that the First Lady would be willing to visit the new school James opened in Ohio. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the caller number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Welcome back into the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the DJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. And as we always do, we say good morning to our peace. Say good morning to the man himself, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Outstanding this morning. Let's bring in the director of our social media outreach. The one and only Jackie is in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Yeah, doing good. Okay. So, what do you have for us this morning? Well, of course, to remind you again, um, if you want any info uh, about the TJRS radio network welcome you to check us out on facebook twitter and instagram and you can do that and go to our pages uh all three pages have the same ending handle facebook.com slash groups twitter.com instagram.com slash tjrs radio and of course if you'd like to email us for anything please feel free to email us at the serious side at outlook.com. So, hey, keep up with us, okay? All right. Thank you so much. You know, usually say hello to some folks, but when Mr. Elias is not here and he's out today, he's on vacation, uh, I'm not sure what happened to Kathleen. I think we lost oh, wait. her. Maybe she was... Yep. No, no. Yes. This week is Kathleen's birthday. Her birthday was yesterday, so I wanted to make sure I said happy birthday to Kathleen Williams, wherever she is. I didn't know she was going to yeah, be Yeah, she was here this morning, but I think the beat man made her mad. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> no, no, Kathleen, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Her and her son shared a birthday, shares a birthday oh, on the same day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, she might be at church then. In no, her- she yeah, she was in the first set, but uh, okay. I'm not sure where she is now. All right, so but usually we say hello to all the people uh, in the chat and the folks who are listening on social media. But because Mr. Elias is not here, I usually don't open the chat because I have so much going on during the show. So, but I will say what's up to the pastor because I know the pastor's in the house, um, and I want to read something here real quick from Patricia. Because this was in response to what happened during the first segment, which I think that's the reason why Kathleen left. But she said, look, I respect Miss Williams' passion about Mrs. Miss Cortez, but she has embraced the social she has embraced socialistic views and I am from New York and I follow local politics closely. So uh but anyway, just wanted to get that in. Also I wanna say what's happening to my little brother, the one and only Johnny D and the place to be, the official texter of the show. Always hear from that guy during the course of the broadcast. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our call number, call in number I should say. 
347 Let's get into this last segment. Last few I want to know what left. I missed about Miss Cortez. You have to go back and listen, big guy. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. Don't be like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch, Jerome. Thank you for supporting the show. All right, so <laughs> LeBron versus Trump. Tell you what, it was big, big time. Now, for the longest, the president never really responded or went after LeBron James, but he did this time. And so uh, LeBron James has opened up a school and in his hometown of Akron, Ohio, and he sat down uh, in an interview with Don Lemon. And Don Lemon asked him some pointed questions. He asked him about the president. He said, listen, you know, how do you feel about the president? And LeBron James, who, in my opinion, he's not better than Michael Jordan as far as basketball talent, but as far as being involved from a social standpoint, he has Mike beat hands down. This guy is putting his celebrity on the line, and he don't care. And I applaud LeBron James for everything that he's doing. Now, listen, people can talk about Mike not doing as much, but see, I know Mike is doing a lot of things uh, behind the scenes. He's like Prince. Prince did a lot of things, and folks didn't know until after Prince's death. A Prince fan, stop it. Don't do that. Come on now. I'm giving giving him props. (laughs) Prince did a lot, and he didn't want people to know because he didn't want the spotlight on him. Yeah. And one of the things we found out uh, about Prince was, how he spent his own money putting solar panels in California homes. So if you have a solar panel in your home, if you live in California, that's a good possibility that Prince paid for that. Oh, I know. I told you, Prince fans, Prince fans know these things. So comparison to Prince is a high bar when you start talking well, about things that he did. And even yeah. him funding people who he knew was broke, you know, him looking for Lauren Hill to make sure her kids were taken care of when some things were in the news about her, him hunting her down. We know Prince backdoor looked out for his people. So Prince is well-documented beyond belief where Michael Jordan has come out saying things like he doesn't care who buys the sneakers and it's not his responsibility. Republicans buy, Republicans buy Nikes too. Exactly. Yeah, that, that out, yeah. Prince yeah. has never come out neutral. Never. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't yeah. want to mess with that dude. Sorry I about won't that. mess with him. No problem. <laughs> Thank you, Jerome. All right. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> and you don't want to mess with LeBron James either. LeBron exactly. James has really stepped up to the plate. And so now, Melania Trump, here's the thing that's weird about this, that the first lady has come out and said, hey, looks like LeBron James is doing wonderful things for the community, and guess what? I would be more than happy to come to the opening of his school and visit. Uh, no. But, uh, Let me officially Isn't answer. that crazy? You know what? what's crazy is that what happens is that I'm almost convinced that they're doing this on purpose, right? So Good cop, where, bad cop? It's not more of a good cop. It's like crazy um, bad uncle and everybody else trying to neutralize him, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you know that this guy is crazy and off the rails, but you're going to offer kids pieces of candy as they get deported? I don't think that, that is like a. I don't think that's an even trade, right? He's deporting people, and she's like, "I have compassion for the kids. I'll hug them as they leave the country." Don't nobody give a rat. 
and he does not need her. So if she wants to go visit LeBron's school, wait till wait till he's out of office or in jail, then go visit his school. But you're not getting no dual um, publicity because what'll happen, Jay, is that if LeBron tells her no, then half of the other racist people, and they're really good at this, that false equivalent of saying, look how he treated Melania. So then the people who are on the fence will be like, well, he was wrong for treating her like that. She's not her husband. See, that gets convoluted. So just from her making the offer throws something else in the mix so that people can't see the forest for the trees. Forget her. And he needs to not respond to her. But you know reporters are going to ask. You know, and he's probably going to be nice. But technically, his response probably should be, you know, when she's out of office, we welcome her. But inviting her now is inviting Trump's office into his school. You know what, I have a different take on that. I really and truly think that there's conflict going on in that White House. I believe that she, if she was not married, if she was not the first lady and he wasn't the president of the United States, I think she would be gone. I think that this is her rebelling against what he's done. She knows, I'm pretty sure someone has told her that this guy has been doing what he's been doing. She is embarrassed. And everything that I've read on her, she admires uh, Michelle Obama. She likes President Obama. She's one of the. She only follows five people. President Obama's one of them. I believe that she wants out of that relationship, and she is saying, "You know what? I'm going to define myself from this man because as soon as he walks out of office, I need to talk to my attorney." He has embarrassed her on a level that nobody should be embarrassed. She's the <laughs> first lady of the United States. And there are tapes of him paying off women, sleeping with all these females, some while she was pregnant with Barron, some right after she had Barron. I really believe that this is a conflict. I don't think this is a show. I think it's a conflict. I really do. That's just my personal opinion. Well, I'm not saying it's a show, right, that she's doing that. I'm just saying that her standing for still defending his um, policies and his representing his administration goes against everything that he stands for, so technically she can't well, when's go. the last time you heard her do that? When was the last time I did what? When was the last time you heard her defend his policies? First of all, she does not defend his policies. Generally, it will be taken as a defending of his policies. So any okay. action taken by her is like um, co-signing. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So you can't... You yeah. can't invite her because that will be still smoothing, uh, um, yeah. kind of giving the impression that you're okay with his administration. Okay, I see she's what you're saying. Part of his, she's only first lady because he's in office, so technically you can't yeah. respect her and then say okay. um, this has nothing to do with him. Yeah, and, and the only way that that would be legitimate is if she just came out straight up and says, look, I don't support this dude anymore. And I'm my own person, and we all know she's not going to do that. So even if she feels that in her heart, the fact that she is the first lady of the United States, she's a representation or a representative of the government of the Trump administration. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. All right, Miss Kathleen Williams to check back in, the birthday girl. Welcome back in, Kathleen. I thought that uh, (laughs) Kavita man had you so upset that you left. No, I I think you came back for the song. I came back for what? You came back for the song. (laughs) 
Jay's about to sing. Let it go, Jay. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday please, to you. Listen. Thank you. Oh, woo. thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah, you didn't know I had it, did you? Uh huh. See, see, oh, sneaky oh, talent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, hey, see, I know. As far as people get me so upset, look, I'm a lawyer. You know what I mean? People argue with me all that's the right. time. I there believe you go. that was that, that's nothing. Anyway, um, no, but what I wanted to say about Melania is, um, you know, it's it's interesting that that uh, you know, some people look at it as though you know, as soon as he's out of office, she's gone. You know, or she's upset or whatever, because we're kind of we're kind of giving her a platform that he's never articulated, and Donald Trump did not become Donald Trump in 2016. Donald Trump has been this way for, I don't know, years. Like, how about since Ivana, his first wife, who, you know, we saw the reports of what happened in their divorce papers with him abusing her and, you know, basically dumping her for Melania, but there were a whole lot of women that were happening while he was with his first wife. So this is not right. something that's, that's, you know, novel to her. And his platform, remember, now Central Park 5 was way before uh, Melania was on he the met scene. Him. And if you, yeah, that's yeah. right. And if you remember, so this was, this is not new of him, so she knew what she was getting into. And, and I don't really believe that a woman is, um, I don't know, Chained to a husband because he's the president. I mean, you know, she could divorce him if she wanted to, and if she right. was, yeah. if she was, if she was that horrified and that embarrassed and that blah blah blah, she would not show up with him in all of these remote places, holding hands and standing there. She wouldn't have been there with Putin. He had already, he had already been outed for being with the Stormy Daniels before they went to Helsinki a couple weeks right. ago. None of this stuff is new. So if she was that embarrassed, you wouldn't see her. Just like she, when she was in the hospital and everybody was wondering, oh, my God, did he kill her? Well, what, where's Melania? You know, the whole you know, Twitter war was like, where's Melania? But then she shows up in Helsinki shaking Putin's hand. So, I mean, I don't really know. And if you all followed Melania like many of us did, before he became uh, the candidate and before he became the president. If she had a line of, um, I don't know, cosmetics or something like that on HSN, she used to go on The View. She has her own opinions that she made, and many of them we did not, I did not agree with. And, you know, you kind of had a, an inkling of who she was, which was not very much unlike him. And exactly. she was not promoting President Obama when he was in office. She was standing with her husband with a lot of those attacks against President Obama. They may be cool now, but that wasn't the case when uh, Trump, or, excuse me, Agent Orange, was out there <laughs> dogging the president at that time. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, a, you know, I'm, I'm just putting You're out what give her a pass, I huh? see. I, I'm just putting out what I see. I'm not passing, yeah. I'm not not. You know, the same same thing with Miss Cortez in Queens. I'm not passing, I'm not not. I'm just saying what is. And that's really the, the point. You know, everybody wants to call her something that she never said she was. So whether right. you're in New York or you're not, I don't I don't really care. You're in Queens or you're not, I don't really care. 
she never said she was a socialist. And if you remember, you stood by President Obama when they called him a socialist, and now you're ready to out the woman, the Latino woman. I just think there's something that everybody needs to evaluate of their own principles when they just want to oust her just like that. Yeah, and, and you know, I, that's, why, that's why I wanted to hear what was said about her. I know I wasn't here during the first set, but I think that people are easily divided, and they're still playing on the divisions of the Democrats. It is dumb, right? So if somebody does not like her, she won in a righteous election. Stop putting her on the national platform saying, oh, she's socialist, and that stuff is never going to happen because she can't figure out a way to pay all of that money to do A, B, and C, D. It does not matter. We don't care about what these Tea Party Republicans are saying. Leave that woman alone. You're picking on her because she's a minority, because she's a woman, and because you want to divide the liberal white folks in the party to the conservative white folks that's in the Democratic Party. They're not stupid, but this happens every year. That's why I wanted to hear what was said, because we need to be smarter. And especially black folks need to be smarter on political strategy and per- political division. Cortez has not, from what I've seen from her, and, and I know I'm in New York State, but from what I've seen from her, he has not said anything that is radical, that will radically upset the nature of this country. And she has not said anything that would make me want to vote for somebody in a doggone tea party. So leave her alone. And Kathleen is right. They're picking on her for a different reason. Stop nitpicking her words. She does not disagree with some of the socialist aspects, but she never said she was a socialist. Yeah. She never right. said that. It, it, yeah, that's fine. And, and we, we, we talked about that. I definitely want to stay on track, and I agree, and I appreciate you guys bringing that up. Uh, but coming back to this whole thing with LeBron and, and versus Trump, and the one thing that I thought that Don Lemon when Don Lemon asked him the question, if um, he says, you know, if there was a situation where you would be the only person that's standing that uh, if you, you know, that could prevent this guy from getting a second term, would you run for president? And LeBron said, well, if that's the case, and I, you know, I think I would. And, and, and that got me to thinking. You know, people are talking about the Rock running for president and all this. So, where are we as a nation where we're talking about celebrities? running for the most important position in the world, has it stooped to that level? Are people are saying, well, if this clown can do it, then anyone can do it? Oprah no, running Trump. for president. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So where are we now? Where are we now when we're talking about president. celebrities? So it's, so it's the most popular person can be the president of the United States? Um, I mean, is this Jay, where we are? Jay, Donald Trump is president. I mean, and that's why I'm to say that out loud. I mean, I don't even. I, I, what do you mean? Where are we? That's where we exactly. are. What do you think? That's exactly but, where but we that's are. That's my point, Kathleen. That's my point, Jerome. Where, where, where are we as a country where we're talking about LeBron James? Look, I like LeBron James. I like what he's doing from a social standpoint. And you know what? I like him personally. I don't like what he's doing as a basketball player, but personally, I love the guy. But I don't want him to be president of the United States. I don't want Oprah to be president of the United States. I don't want The Rock to be the president of the United States. And we already know how I feel about the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Where are we now when we're talking just nonsense as if, you know, we're, well, hey, this is a part, this is a part of the movie. Let me ask you a question. 
Why don't Please do. you want? Uh, why don't you want Oprah to be president of the United States? And why I don't, don't think, you want LeBron to be president? Because, because Kathleen, President Obama has set the standard. He's a constitutional uh, scholar. He understands world events. This guy, you need someone in the office who understands the, the, you know, the complexities of the presidency of the United States. We don't need somebody in OJT learn on the job. That's why we're in this well, mess I, in the I, first place. Well, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but President Obama learned on the job. There's no other way to learn how to be president of the United okay, States. Listen, I understand that. No, 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 I understand that. No, 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 Kathleen. Kathleen, I understand that. What I'm talking about from a legislator, President Obama was a legislator before he stepped into the White House. You know, there's, this, this is the most unique job in the world, so you're absolutely going to learn on the job. But you don't need someone who doesn't even don't, don't understand how to legislate. Jay, we got somebody in there who can't read. <laughs> That's my All point, right. Jerome. <laughs> but but, but the I'm fact saying, that he can't read, I just want to share this. The fact that he uh-huh. can't read, the fact that he's learning on the job, and the fact that he's doing a horrific job has more to do with who he is, he is. than what he knows. The fact <laughs> that, you know, and we can't say that, you know, I know constitutional law, but you could probably say, okay, well, you're more qualified than Agent Orange, and guess what? I would agree. But we would also say that, you know, I, be- I believe that Oprah would be more qualified and LeBron would be more qualified. I don't, <laughs> I don't disagree with you that they shouldn't be president. But if it really is about money and popularity or whatever, then I think at this point we need to gather together. Because guess what? Donald Trump, excuse me, Agent Orange is not actually the president. The people that he has around him that are paying for him to sit in that seat and paid for him to get it, and those that stole it by meddling in the election, those are the people that are running the presidency right now. So if we have, you had, you know, President Obama got the smartest people in the nation to come and support him and help him through this presidency, and that can be done with anybody that we choose. If we come together as a collective, and guess what? We say, you know what? You are the one we're going to put forward because we know that we can get enough votes to get you in the seat. But when you get there, these are the people that are going to guide you. President Obama, Joe Biden, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because that, my friend, is how the presidency is done. And the, the majority of the political offices that we see out here is about who puts you in that seat as opposed to what you decide when you get there. Jerome? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point, and it's hard to explain that to people generally. Kathleen is that um, people think that it, because Trump is so incompetent that people think that the president presidency is something else. But it's just because of his incompetence that people believe that he he um, most of the cabinet positions are not even filled. He has a lot of staffing that has not been filled. He has a, the person who is in charge of coordinating the cybersecurity, the interagency cybersecurity. They fired him, or, or he, yeah, I think they fired him a long time ago. He's not even replaced while they're talking about what we're doing against the, uh, the Russian cyber threat. Exactly. They didn't even replace exactly. him. So right. not only 
is he incompetent himself? He does not have the staffing around him to give him good information, which he's not listening to anyway. But if you were president generally, you generally have people around you who are experts in areas that you know nothing about. And this guy don't even want experts, and he's an abomination to anybody. You can't even be mayor um, of a small town doing what Donald Trump did. The government is so big and vast that they are holding on by threads because the people inside the departments are confident, not because he's directing them to be any better than what they are. So that, there's a big difference in that um, of knowing that you don't know. Wisdom is very yep. different than being smart, right? So you could be wise and be in, in the position of a presidency. Being smart ne- doesn't necessarily help you, but it does help you in making decisions. President um, uh, Obama was smart and thoughtful, so he read his press briefings. He, uh, he read his, his briefings. Donald Trump doesn't read them. They give it to him in pictures. So technically the, the country can still float without a president. George W. Bush was doing his thing while Dick Cheney probably was running everything. So it can still survive no matter who the president is. The problem is is that we can't just exclude people because we don't want to see them there. Because this dude has just proven that you can pull any kid out of sixth grade and be president. He just proved it. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up, NPR News and Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In New Mexico, Taos County Sheriff Jerry Hogriff says 11 children ranging in age from 1 to 15 have been removed from squalid conditions in a remote compound after being found during an unsuccessful search for a missing 3-year-old boy. We don't know when their last meal was. My guess, based on what we found in that compound, uh, only being a few potatoes and a box of rice with no clean water and no other food, these children hadn't eaten in a while. Authorities arrested two men during the search, including a 39-year-old on child abduction charges. Hogarth says two women were released pending further investigation. Britain set to leave the European Union next March as a result of the 2016 Brexit referendum, but divorce negotiations have not been going well, and Larry Miller reports there are growing concerns there may not be a deal. Britain's International Trade Secretary Liam Fox says the odds are now 60-40. There will be no agreement, and Britain will crash out of the EU, causing economic upheaval for all sides. Fox blames what he calls the intransigence of European Commission negotiators in Brussels. Fox told London Sunday Times they operate under what is a theological obsession with following EU rules. He says it's up to the 27 EU countries to decide whether they want the Commission's ideological purity at the expense of their real economies. Prime Minister Theresa May has developed what she claims is a workable plan, which has received a core reception from the EU. Downing Street says it's planning for all scenarios. For NPR News, I'm Larry Miller in London. This is NPR News. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It is time for Chatterbox. I know what you're saying. You know, you usually don't do Chatterbox, and Mr. LES is not here. And that is true, but uh, 
We do have a resident texter, so I'm going to use this opportunity to read what he has said. And, of course, people who we really and truly love, which we love you all, but we have some special listeners. We want to definitely hear from the pastor this morning. And uh, and Kavina Man called in. So let me read what uh, our resident texter has said. He says, LeBron, this is one of the many athletes. This is one of many athletes that have opted to use their popularity and fame in a good way. We should never compare him to Michael Jordan. That's right. I agree. Jay, I agree with you regarding Mrs. Trump and the apparent discord that is going on. I'm sorry that is going on in her life. If I'm LeBron, I will allow my lovely wife Savannah to welcome and host Mrs. Trump and Secretary DeVos to visit their academy so they might see what hope really looks like. Let me check in with uh, the pastor. The pastor says, I love, love, love YTP. The YTP segment, one thought, the greatness of America is the diversity of its citizens. Everyone has a different opinion. We may not like their opinion, but we should honor and respect the fact that we live in a country that will allow people to have a choice or an opinion. You guys are awesome, and happy birthday to Miss Williams. And our main man, Mr. Elias, has checked in saying, Tell Kathleen, happy, happy birthday. And on that note, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly, you want me to take you out? The the of the United States of America. All right, it's time for all the need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. What do you have for us this morning, sir? All right, you know, before we get started on uh, on this segment, again... Happy birthday, Kathleen. I know I didn't formally say that to you, but happy birthday. And, um, you know, LES, wherever you are, hopefully LES is um, doing well. Oh, that was my computer making noise. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Um, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me um, to – I'm trying to think what it's going to do. So it's going to give me a second for Anna add to need to know basis anyway. But um, – what, what we want to do is I want to make sure that um, I have the good news, uh, some good news for you. So I just want to kind of do it in a certain kind of way. Anyway, um, this week in news, you know, I, I was looking at this news story, and it kind of bothered me a little bit. A little bit. This is before my news come up. I wanted to say this. It bothered me a little bit that we still have um, – people who don't believe in climate change. So there was a news story that came out saying that being that they're, you know, withdrawing funds from the EPA and they're trying to make sure that people don't know the real information about our um, about the studies, the White House is still omitting, omitting things that the EPA actually um, have released. And so it's kind of bothered me a little bit that we need to kind of pay attention to um, we need to pay attention to the um, to what's going on in the White House when it comes to the departments opposed to the presidency. So I wanted to say that to make sure that we keep up on 
um, our actual news because the departments are really killing us. So I wanted to put that out there. Oh, by the way, Jay, is Jay still with us, or did we miss him? Okay, maybe Jay has. Maybe Jay's on mute. But um, so I don't have I don't have uh, my news up. So I just wanted to make sure I I said that first of all. So no, I'm here. On a, okay, I didn't know if you were Shut still up, there boy. or not. All right, so yeah. I just wanted to. To, to say that about departments because I didn't know if you actually had information on that or not. Some of those things that was or going what? on on, fe- on the federal government side as far as you know the um, the departments. I didn't write them down so I didn't know if you had something on them. Did you have anything on that from before? No, no I didn't. No I don't. Okay. Well, I just remember the HUD stuff from um, what's his name? What is his or name? Who? From, um, what is his name? I, HUD, 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 HUD. Who's the HUD guy? Oh, you're talking about, uh, oh, man, uh, the doctor. Yes. I can't think of his uh, name. Being, I was, being something. Yeah, I was shouting you out so you could help me. I can't think, I can't think of his I name. I can't think of that fool's name because he's an uh, idiot. Um, he's man. another guy that should be in office. Yes. Ben Carson. Oh, Carson, that's his name. Carson. Okay, ben, ben Carson at HUD. So what's going on with HUD and Betsy Duvall's and even with the person saying that Betsy DeVos at, um, you know, they should invite him to LeBron School. LeBron School is a public school, but those guys are trampling over, you know, curriculums and stuff. And so we sometimes need to separate from all of that. But, again, I'm saying that to say that we need to take a look at these departments and, um, and keep on top of that inside the news. Just wanted to kind of put that out there. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that when you talk about this guy, I mean, you know, that's just another example of what we just talked about in the last segment. Here's another guy who's a heart surgeon. Now, he's supposed to, apparently he's pretty good. I mean, a brain surgeon. But here he is running HUD. <laughs> right. right. I mean, okay. really? But but to, to the point is, that's how the democracy is supposed to work. Even if the person at the top is confident that there's enough people up under them that actually knows what they're doing. So that, a lot of the career it, people are leaving, Jerome. I know, but but that's the problem, right? So they're leaving and they're not replacing anybody because not just because they are incompetent, but that has to be a dilemma. Because I hear people say that all the time. It's like, well, if um, if they're incompetent, you don't like them, just leave. And I'm like, if you leave, then technically we're not guarded against anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's always the problem with the people in the departments. But, you know, you can't leave if you're the only person there that knows what's going on. <laughs> because, it, yeah, because that, that's always going to be a problem. Well, you know, but you always hear people say, like, for example, a lot of the pundits say things like, won't this person resign, you know, in protest? Yeah. But, you know, I agree with you. Well, and that's and that's why they can't, because the, the, if they resign, um, then there's nobody there that actually knows how anything runs, and it's not that the democracy won't survive without you. Um, the problem is is that the um, things that they had on their task list to be done won't get done. Right. So we we have to always be careful about you know about saying that about anybody. It's like. They need to just resign and go. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and also, I want to, I know we talked a little bit about the, um, about, um, I can never remember her name, the Cortez woman in New York City. And I just still wanted to make sure I put that out there to say that, just remember, we all have, um, the way the government works is that everybody kind of runs in their own district. And if that's who she really if that's who she represents and her district wants her in office, stop making that a national issue. Because we don't that's make right. it a national issue that Miss McConnell is still there. That's right. What about this what about uh, this thing that the Justice Department is doing? Yeah, oh, we can hear you. Go ahead, Kathleen. Oh, you can hear me. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And that was the point that I was making earlier, which was, you know, you know, somebody was saying nobody's heard of her before. I was like, you shouldn't have heard of her before. She's not running for mayor or governor <laughs> exactly. or a national office in New York. She's, you know, I'm sure they never heard of Denise Miller either or Leroy Comrie or, you know, James Sanders or all the other Clyde Vanell. You never heard of them either. And yeah. they're, you know, politicians right here in the area. And she's running on a, you know, a local level. But she right. accomplished an incredible feat. And the reason yeah. that you hear so much about her is because they want to stop her um, her advent. And, and because she did what she did, upset that apple cart. Like I said, the guy that she upset was somebody basically all Democrats in Queens had to kiss his ring. And so right. the fact that they she did that, they want to skew her to the extent, you know, they want to get rid of her and stop her from, um, you know, accomplishing what she's accomplishing. Because if she wins that seat, then she does hit the national level in yep. the, um, you know, in, in the Democratic Party. And they want to stop it. And that's why whatever they can pull out against her, they will. So that's why it's, you know, it's so disturbing to hear people want to jump on that same bandwagon without even understanding anything, really understanding about her her own platform. Not what the yep. media or Fox News says about her, but what she says. Yeah, so so nobody's ever heard of Dan Maffei or Juanita Perez-Williams and all these other people who who's running in Congress that they have no idea, but they're picking on her because she's getting a lot of national attention for upsetting the Democrat who was locking all the other Democrats out. But anyway, on that note, you know, I, I, there's a story. Um, Facebook is to cash in on a four, a $14 billion lonely heart industry by launching a dating app and allowing users to choose from five different genders. Now, I don't know what this means by Facebook, but Facebook is already in I, I don't know. I'm just saying, they're already in trouble, and they're like, oh, we should go in a dating app. This is going to go all sorts of wrong for Facebook. So I just put that out there. Um, if you can't trust them with any, any of your other information, I would not go on a Facebook dating app. That's just me. So, um, you know, fa- um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the. Um, Jim Acosta, the guy at CNN, he posted yeah. a video of all these people shouting him out at a, a Donald Trump rally. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. I think, it, was it Ohio, maybe? And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I thought it was Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was Pennsylvania. And they said that um, the guy who was shouting him, 
shouting at him on camera, wanted to take selfies with him, so they posted the selfies. So they're doing all of this stuff for show. You know what I mean? Like, they're being that yeah. radical. I'm not saying that you can trust them that everything's for show, but they're cursing him out when the news is running, and then they're going back taking selfies and stuff with him after. This was actually in Florida when he did a, uh, uh, um, a rally in Florida. There. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, it shows how kind of fickle people are or crazy they are when um, TV comes on. It is in their own interest to want to be as, what, crazy and divisive as possible, mm-hmm. apparently. So, you know, they had, um, I don't know if you saw the protest in, in Portland, but they had um, right wing, a right-wing group was in Portland, and Portland, which is like our strip capital of the world, I didn't know that that's where <laughs> they had a bunch of strip clubs. But apparently it's a very liberal town, so there was a lot of far-right protesters in there. They clashed, and there was a lot of in, in, injuries. So Portland, apparently, they're just saying that there was a lot of, um, you know, I guess they're calling it a lib, uh, liberal-leaning city of Oregon City is where it happened. But they just said it was a lot of protesters and a lot of classes. So we know what's going on in the world that people feel like um, – you know, they need to take this stuff head on, and the president, not the president, I'm sorry, Donald Trump is encouraging these clashes. Just wanted to put that out there. But that, that's what happened in Portland. Um, Yosemite National Park is forced to um, close. It's the longest closure in more than two decades after the wildfires started there um, last week. So you cannot go to Yosemite. And... Um, Wells Fargo apologized and admits their error that caused hundreds of people to lose their homes because of a computer malfunction. They said it was 400 cases. So it cost 625 customers to be denied or not offered um, loans or loan modifications that they qualified for. And they foreclosed on 400 people. They apologized. Now, I think, people, I think they should sue Wells Fargo. If your house got hmm. foreclosed on because Wells Fargo um, had a computer issue, it's Wells Fargo's fault. Because they foreclosed yeah, on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know I, I saw this case, and I didn't talk about this in the last couple of news shows, but, um, you know, George W. George H. W. Bush's um, attorney, um, doctor was killed. And yeah, they said that they found... Intelligence of a dozen, dozens of physicians in the Houston area um, at his home. Like he had information on a lot of other physicians in his home. Yep. Um, and they're saying that it might be a, a suicide. So they're saying that they think that guy who was killed was planning a killing spree. And yeah, he killed, killed himself. Him. Right. No, he killed like, himself. Saying that he killed himself. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing a killing spree and then ended up killing himself. Yep. And they said it was because his uh, mother died doing surgery a long time ago. And I guess this is a way of him getting uh, this doctor back. This doctor was the person that performed, I guess, heart surgery on on his uh, mother, and she died doing surgery. Yeah, but but he's a doctor too, right? 
I don't know if he's a doctor or not. Oh, I okay. I didn't know if he was. I thought he was. But that, that, okay. I may be wrong that, about that. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't know. But it just seems kind of strange that, um, you know, <laughs> that he's going after somebody because his mother died in surgery. So he's he didn't kill the... I guess was the physician his mother's doctor, or is he randomly? Yes. Because he said he had the names of other doctors in his house. Uh, oh yeah, he did. I'm not sure if they participated in. I mean, I don't. It just happened. I mean, it's still a hot story here in Houston. Uh, but the guy he killed actually was the the, the surgeon um, for his mom. So we know that. I'm not sure if the other doctors were, you know, people there that assisted him. I'm not sure what role they played. But I know that the one he killed was the, you know, the, the guy who worked, the cardiologist that uh, was performing the surgery on his mom when she died. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, um, a boy that was eight years old, he died, and his father was arrested because he mistook methamphetamines for breakfast cereal and ingested 180 times the legal lethal amount. This happened oh my in God. Indiana. His, boy, his father wow. had crystal meth in the house, and he thought it was breakfast cereal. Now, I don't know how crystal meth looks, but um, mm, his father geez. did get arrested for it. I know. I know, a, a bad boy, wow. right? That is yeah. horrible. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And now, um, now they, they're saying, I don't know who, um, if you've heard the story about the, um, the Las Vegas gunman. His girlfriend told investigators that there was no romance in their relationship and he was unable to perform and left uh, and, and sex left him exhausted. So they're trying to make an excuse that that Las Vegas shooter was sexually repressed. That's why he killed everybody. That is, that's what it looks like in the story. And I'm thinking every time somebody had, we have a mass shooter, there always has to be some empathy story for the mass shooter. But if one black person does anything wrong, he was like the biggest monster on earth. But they're saying that he was sexually repressed. Really? I thought they said they couldn't find... Okay, I mean, I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. I thought they said that there was no no conclusion or they found... They couldn't find a motive as to why this guy did it. No, no. They said they couldn't find a motive. But the story is about okay. his, um, his girlfriend. And it's saying oh, that... Okay. Okay. Yeah, the story they were interviewing her, and so it oh, seems like it. that shouldn't be newsworthy. That there's a news story about him, um, uh, about him, how he was repressed. So that could have added yeah. to his anxiety. Or like that had first he was because he was broke, and then it was something else. Now, um, yeah, yeah. Now in upstate New York, you know. The KKK is launching a campaign to recruit children by leaving propaganda and candy in everybody's driveway as students are oh. starting to head back to school. Now, Jesus. for me, if you see a snicker bar with a white supremacist note said to it, you might not want to eat the candy. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would it's think like, so, right? Yeah, I, you would think that that would be a given, but I'm... Um, Sure, yeah. that's not a given to everybody. But if no, you see not. that, <laughs> yeah. Walk away, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just won't walk away. If there's walk any white right, have... on your property. But... <laughs> All right, we, we gotta have one more, Jerome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll make it up. 
I don't, I don't know if they oh, make white. I guess I should say that. All right. So, um, you know, I'll make it a, 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 a kind of a news story. You know, there's, well, a, a science story. So they're okay. saying a meteor uh, can cause a 1 point or 2.1 kiloton explosion. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and they, over this um, U.S., there's a, there's a meteor that's coming, right? So NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory is including, like, a, a, a fireball report. And they're saying that an object was traveling at a speed of, um, I guess it's 54,000 miles an hour when it blew up over the Air Force Base. And they're saying that it can kill everybody in the country if it got close to the Earth. I, that's not even a good story to end on. My bad. Because that was like a NASA story. I thought it would be nicer, but they're saying that that would be a disruptive. <laughs> My bad. Boy, I thought well, NASA thanks. had was a place where good news came from. I didn't think it was going to be negative. <laughs> well, you were wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My bad for trusting NASA for a good news story. Jeez. Oh, man. Okay, wait a minute. Wrong Let me place, one. Wait, let's get one. All right. All right. So, okay. science, the, the San Francisco State University researchers have discovered that over half of students uh, found problems easier to solve if they sit up straight. So, if you sit up straight while you're taking tests, they said that it helps boost your boost your math test scores. That would be my back-to-school advice for kids. There so you go. That's a math. good one. <laughs> All right, that's a good one, Jerome. All right, so we're less All than right. 10 seconds away. We're in overtime, oh. so if you've been listening live, thank you so much. If you want to hear our final thoughts, you can call in 347-850-1272, or you can catch it in the Rewind. On that note. All right, folks, it is time for our final thoughts, and ladies are first around here on the serious side. So, uh, Miss Kathleen Williams, final thoughts. Hey, was I muted all that time? I was like talking away, trying to jump <laughs> in on. Uh, no, your with, mic's uh, been on Jerome. the whole time. <laughs> I was I was trying to jump in with Jerome on all those topics, so um, I was like, "What's oh, going on? They can't hear me." But anyway, um, I'm outside. Maybe you mute yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's not what happened. You were yeah, muted. That, that would not be impossible. I certainly know that's possible. But um, anyway, so listen, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Sean. And I wanted to thank thank all of you. Thank all of you for your beautiful birthday wishes. I really appreciate it. It is a blessing, beyond a blessing, to make it another year. You know, um, so many people did not get up this year. I lost a lot of friends just in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, my condolences to Kevin. Um, Candy for losing his father, Lindsay Arrington for losing her husband. And, um, you know, I just thank God for all of you. I thank God for the opportunity to be here with all of you and for another year. And this is going to be my best, best year yet, best decade yet. So mm-hmm. God bless all of you. Um, thanks. Love to you. And see you next week on, on the other side. Blessing. Wow. Look at that. Inspirational. On her birthday as she winds down her birthday week. Mr. Jerome Freeman, final thoughts. Man, I can't follow that up. All I want to say is everybody have a good week. And, you know, hey, whatever you're hearing in the news, just remember it's just a day in the news. There'll be something else tomorrow. All is well and keep it moving. That's all I got. All right. Uh, final thoughts from Mr. L.E.S. 
He says, we always told our children that you can be anything you want, including president. Okay, I guess that's a shot at me for the LeBron thing. And let's uh, hear from our resident texter, Johnny D. He says, in respect to the contributors regarding Ms. Cortez, the discussion topic was about President Obama not endorsing her candidacy. I'm uncertain how you make that a local or state issue when it was stated the disappointment when, when it was stated the disappointment of this national leader not endorsing her. Nevertheless, true freedom is available. I'm sorry, is being. I'm sorry, the text is coming in crazy, guys. I'm sorry. Nevertheless, true freedom is being able to voice your thoughts and ideals while exercising choice. Let's choose to build our community and be the leaders and servants God has destined us to be. Happy birthday to Mrs. Williams, Miss Williams and her son. I look forward to meeting all the contributors in the future. Great broadcast. Love you all. Here's my final thoughts. Um, you know, there are times when you are going through things from a personal standpoint that sometimes take over your life. There are times where you are just in a dark place. And you need someone to show you the light. I want to say to all those people who are out there suffering from depression, people who are going through things in their lives that they just can't understand why it's happening, that there's going to be better days ahead, that you got to keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on the North Star. And if you're a Christian, if you believe in God, then you have to make sure that you stay focused and really and truly accept What's going on in your life Because it's his will Because I always tell people God's not going to put more on your shoulder That you cannot handle And God is able and he answers prayer And we always say this You may pray for a miracle You may pray for a resolution And you may say God where are you When I need you But I'll leave you with this God may not get there when you want him to get there But we all know That he always gets there Right on time and on that note, Jerome, it's Sir. Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. It has been a pleasure to serve you all, and I appreciate each and every last one of you for being a part of the show and listening to the show. So for Miss Kathleen Williams, for the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, Jackie, and my main man, Mr. Elias, I'm saying my name is Jay. Have a great day. Oh, and Johnny D, have a great weekend. Remember, for Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. God bless everybody. We'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.